Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Tonight, jury revoked, threatening to cripple justice delivery in the Upper West region, leaving the Ghana Bar Association alarmed. The lawyers were present. We were there, but we said because of our concern, we cannot continue to come to court and you refuse to attend to our concerns. So for us to let the authority listen to us, we said, no, we have to lay down our tools. We have the nationwide picture following similar protests by jurors deciding the fate of rape, murder, and manslaughter suspects across the country. This is Top Story with Evans Mensah. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. There is tonight alarm amongst lawyers in the Upper West region where jurors are taking the unusual action of going public and walking out of live cases before the courts. The jurors are protesting on paid allowances and have left victims and suspects of various uh, serious crimes, including murder and rape, hanging in the balance. Tonight we're hearing from the Ghana Bar Association. The jury revolt in the Upper West region is the latest in a series of protests by jurors in other parts of the country. More on the nationwide picture shortly. Upper West Regional Correspondent Rafiq Salam has been speaking to a jury foreman after the, the, the he and others abandoned the case which was in session. Rafiq, did the jurors actually walk out of a live case before a court? Um, yesterday, when the case, uh, medical case was called at the War High Court, and the uh, general uh, foreman uh, of the jurors, Hakim Suleiman, got up and told the court that he wants to plead uh, with them that because of the unpaid allowances, they were not going to continue uh, with the case. So he pleaded and then apologized uh, to the court, to the supervising War High Court judge. And then, uh, and then also the lawyers uh, that were uh, in the court. And then after that, they walk out. So this was clearly timed for maximum effect while the case was ongoing. Hello, Evans. This was clearly timed for maximum effect while the case was ongoing. Yes, because they said they, they have uh, petitioned and then also they have complained severally uh, to the judicial uh, uh, service. And then they are not uh, paying heed uh, to their consent. So for them... They think that they will do uh, this until these con- uh, concerns are addressed. And you managed to get a rare interview with one of the jurors. How did that happen? Because jurors are typically not allowed to engage in media at all during a trial. Um, you know, but that was after they left uh, the court. And then uh, today they reassembled at the White High Court while other cases were ongoing. So they decided. You know, in, in, in terms of their numbers, there are about over 25 in the upper West region. And so the general, uh, former general of the jurors, Hakim uh, Suleiman, came to us and told us that this was the situation. And then they want the whole country to hear about their plan. For 21 months now, they haven't been paid. And we don't know whether it is a discrimination or a kind of thing of a sort. 
we can't tell why they have decided to pay all the other regions and left out Upper West region. So we think that uh, we are undermined and we think that uh, we, this should get to the authorities for the unfair treatment. Generally, we deal with uh, uh, criminal cases. We deal, with, we deal with criminal cases. That's murder, manslaughter, rape, and what have you. These are the cases that jury members are invited to take part and to take decisions on such cases. You know that your absence is going to affect lots of people, especially litigants. Yes, sir, definitely. Yesterday, we were supposed to handle a particular case, but they called the jury members, their lawyers were present, we were there, but we said because of our concern, we cannot continue to come to court and you refuse to attend to our concerns. So for us to let the authorities listen, for us to let the authorities listen to us, we said, no, we have to lay down our tools. And Rafiq, what has been the reaction at the cost to this? Um, the reaction at the cost is not uh, something that is good because I spoke to uh, some few lawyers uh, who were around and they were talking about the negative impact of of what uh, these, uh, as right call it, the high tools uh, will bring uh, to the justice system. And so they are calling on the government to at least uh, come to the aid of the jurors uh, so that they could be able uh, to deal with cases such as murder, rape, and also manslaughter. Rafi, thank you very much. Uh, let's get the national picture now. Uh, let's bring in our legal affairs correspondent, uh, Joseph Akabli. Joseph, it turns out the situation in the Upper West region is not isolated. Many years advance. Uh, the only difference is the timing of this particular incident. And so there have been periods of time where we've had the same thing happen in the Ashanti region. So, for instance, if you look back a couple of weeks ago, specifically in May, uh, we had the jurors who threatened to strike in the Ashanti region over 13 months allowance areas. I mean, they had indicated that it was around the same time that the Judicial Service Staff Association of Ghana had also embarked on a similar action. And they had made a point that over the last 13 months, the allowances had not been paid. And despite writing to the officially to the High Court Supervising Judge to declare their intention to embark on a strike if payment is not made, that did not happen because it Eventually, we understand some payments were made. Even here in Accra, we've seen the same thing also play out as well, where uh, they had to, in Accra, they did not officially declare an action, but what happened was that they were simply not showing up for some of the cases. And so the judges were left frustrated and asking questions and eventually found out that it's because of uh, the issues surrounding the allowances that are outstanding, for which reason they had decided not to show up in the court servants. And then the Greater Crown Regional Strike and the, and the concerns that he had raised not showing up, it affected some prominent cases, did it not? Yes, a major one was the trial of some individuals who are accused of uh, killing the soldier, Major Maxwell Mahama. That case had to suffer uh, quite a number of adjournments within that period because of that action. There's also the one about the Kaswa Boys murder case where two of the jurors also failed to show up with a judge expressing frustration that they, she simply cannot do any work because they are also not coming in to do their work as well. And so that is how it was in terms of the impact on some of the major cases here in Accra events. Have they been resolved yet? We know that at the subsequently, I mean, if you pick the most recent one that affected those two cases that I made reference to, two weeks later, uh, when the court sat on the same matter, the jurors showed up 
and this time around the information that the judge asked in fact the comment she made was to ask that i understand your concerns have been addressed and they indicated that yes well, we do not know whether it's the full complement of what they wanted that they received but we understand that as uh, some measures were put in place to ensure that they receive some payments hence their decision to return to the courtroom and joseph stay with me because you have another significant story about uh, a, a policeman and three others arrested for stealing some 300 700 thousand cities and fifty six thousand dollars from some indians stay with me we'll get into that story uh, uh shortly but i want to now bring in the ghana bar association's uh, president for the upper west region sadiq uh, ubedu who joins us on the line right now also joining us is augustine obo who is a criminal law practitioner uh, thank you gentlemen for your time sadiq let me start with you i mean you're on the ground there in the upper west region from what i'm hearing this is beginning to have an effect on the delivery of justice. Hello, Sadiq. Hello. Uh, great to have you. Um, the situation we are talking about with the uh, strike by the jurors, understand is beginning to is beginning to have an impact. Yes. Because of the strike, certain cases, that's the intolerable cases, they can no longer be heard in the absence of the juror. And that will also impact negatively on the the the, the, the image. I mean, surprised that this is happening at all. We are talking about a jury here. Uh, normally, we don't even know who they are. They are largely kept isolated during the case. Now, they are walking out on live cases while the case is happening and talking to the media. Hello. Hello, Sadiq Ubedu. Can you hear me? The line is very faint. Okay, uh, let's try and... Uh, yeah, go on, please. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's better. Okay, great. I mean, I'm just asking you. You've been working in the Upper West Region. Have you seen anything like this before? I mean, where a, a jury walks out in a live case, actually goes out there, and, and then they talk to the media about their grievance? Uh, no, I haven't heard that before. What is it that the association plans to do about this, considering that this has a direct impact on your work? Well, as an association, I think we've been managing the process for some time now. If you listen to the former of the juror, there are concerns that since November 2021, the allowance have not been paid. In fact, we've all been appealing to them to exercise peace and restrain. And they've been listening to us. What actually broke the cameras back yesterday was when they heard that some of their colleagues in other regions were paid. And as an association, we also tried to know what actually happened. But the information we got was that sometime last year or thereabouts, the substantial register of the High Court was transferred out of the region. So there was a gap for some time. So the preparation of the returns came to a halt. So when the new registrar came in, it took time before he was able to compile them and then send them to the administrator. And our test from the administration shows that they also transmitted their returns as far back February this year. So if other regions were paid, according to the administrator, because they send their embeds two months, three months, but because the Upper West Region returns were sent in bulk, that it is taking time for them to work on. But the other side of the story is that, uh, fortunately or otherwise, 
the court will rise for the legal vacation after Monday next week. So we are appealing to the supervising high court judge and the administrator to take advantage of the legal vacation period, that is August and September, to work on their returns. And the supervising court has assured us that he will be free sometime Tuesday onwards, that he will pull up to Accra and make sure that the payments are done before the legal year resumes sometime in October. Um, stay with me, yes, Sadiq. Let me quickly bring in uh, criminal law practitioner, Ogasnobo. Ogasnobo, how unusual is it to see a juror, now in this case the, the foreman, not only leading his other colleague jurors on this particular jury to boycott and walk out of a live trial and then go outside and talk to the press? I think this is the first time I'm hearing it because... Uh, for them to walk out like that when the case is pending and the case is going on is quite strange. About two months ago, they decided to go on strike. But that one, they gave notice, so we were aware and did not even start the cases. We only went in to go and adjourn the matter. But now, for them to come in, sit down while the case is going on, then they walk out to go and do a press conference is quite strange. I don't know why they would decide to do it that way. And unfortunately, last week we are having the legal vacation. And I don't know, that maybe that is the reason why they want to be felt, they want the action to be felt today. Because from next week, we will not do such cases, especially in the vacation. We normally don't do jury trials in the vacation. So I'm sure uh, the, the, the purpose was to create this awareness that I'm quite surprised because uh, about two months ago, they were paid. I was doing a case. I was in a case like that. And some of them told us, oh, now we have been paid so we can go on. And we continue it. So I'm surprised that some of them all, how is the whole thing happening? It's quite strange. I don't know. How, how, important, how important are they, though, uh, in, the, in the bigger scheme of things? Oh, they are equally like the judges. Without them, you can't do the trial. That's the case on indictment. If you are doing a trial indictment, they are equally important. They are judges of fact. And, uh, we have the judge being the judge of the law. So, in fact, even if one of them is absent, we have to adjourn. So they are equally important. And for them to say they are not certain, it means you cannot do trial and indictment. You can only do summary trials. And I remember some time ago when I was a prosecutor, this was the kind of problem we were having when we changed robbery from trial and indictment to summary trial by amending the law. I remember that's what we did. Those days, around 2004, five days, we had a similar problem. And so the law was amended to change it from trial and indictment to summary trial with regard to robbery cases. But murder is constitutional. You cannot just do it. And they are paid allowances, correct, from, from what I understand? Yes, they are paid allowances. Do, do you know how much that is? No, you know, Ghana, people don't reduce their salaries. But from what you just been saying and what we've what we've been hearing, um, this problem has been recurring. At least um, it was resolved earlier this this year. Is, About is, two months ago. Yes, it's ready head again. Uh, what what do you guess is really the challenge? That what the state simply is not paying them, uh, or there's no money. It is not a big amount at all. In fact, I it is not some some peanut, and I am sure that's the more reason why they don't pay attention to it because. 
most of these jurors are working from their original uh, uh, employment and they are assigned to come and do this extra work here. So their allowances are not any big amount that they will depend on, but it's quite frustrating. At least your transportation must be paid. Coming to maybe uh, you wouldn't have incurred the transportation you are incurring to come and do the jury work. That's why they must be paid. For instance, somebody who is maybe living closer to his workplace will now have to travel to the court Monday to Friday. Maybe the person's normal work is not going to be that expensive with regard to transportation. But due to the fact that it's now a juror, the person will have to travel from maybe Adenta to Accra Central all the time for this work. So as for that one, the, the, the allowances must be paid. I mean, I'm sure it is because it's not a big amount, that's why they don't pay attention. But no matter how much it is, they are entitled to it. I mean, surely a jurors' conduct is always must be subject to some form of regulation. If they are not supposed to do what they've done today, um, no matter the grievance, walk out and speak to the press. Walk out is part of democracy. So that one, there's nothing you can do. They have to follow the procedure. That's all. If they did not follow procedure, the law must take its course. I mean, while the case is actually going on and they, they, they see that, it, as you said, even you with all the experience haven't seen that before. I mean, no, I haven't seen it, but uh, court clerks also go on strike about the same salary. People go on strike because of their uh, what they are getting for their pockets when it's not coming. I'm not in support of it, but it is their right. I mean, they should be paid. I'm even happy that it's just next week we are going on vacation. Otherwise, we're going to be frustrated. But my surprise is that about two months ago, they were engaged on this same thing, and they were paid. That's what I'm surprised. I don't know what actually happened. Because I was in the case when they were paid, and they came to tell us that now they have been paid so we can go on. That's the surprise I'm hearing. So I cannot actually see. But for when we're going on strike, is their right? I mean, under democracy, strike is part of the future of democracy without intimidation. What about their decision to speak to the press? That is, again, very rare. In fact, they are not under, they are not under judicial service per se. They have just been engaged temporarily. So they can speak to the press. Why not? Speaking to the press is also part of democracy, freedom of speech. But uh, so what I did not, the last one, they gave us notice. But they wrote a letter to us, to the court, that from this day, we will not be sitting because of our allowances. So we got that information in advance. So we only went into agenda cases. But what I'm hearing today, if it is true, that they were sitting and the cases were going on, they just left the courtroom. It's a new strategy, which I do not think it even uh, it shows respect to the judge. We don't do that to our judges. I mean, we honor them and respect them. It's a tedious job. So you don't have to do that to a judge. I don't agree with them. They approached. What they did earlier on was better. We wrote a letter that we are not getting our allowances, so we will not be able to come. Beautiful. But for a judge to sit and you walk off like that, that is quite disrespectful. We don't treat our judges like that. I mean, doesn't that amount to contempt of court, maybe? Um, uh, no judge would like to pursue contempt on this uh, ground, but it is disrespectful. It is very disrespectful to a judge. I mean, a high court judge is sitting, you are even privileged to be a juror sitting by the side and working with a high court judge. Then you look at the judge and then you work out that your salary. Why did you come in the first place? Did you agree to work out? Why did you come? Why did you just write a letter that you will not be able to get 
today because you are fighting for your allowances. Why do you have to let the court come and sit at the uh, audience? Everybody is there, parties are there, lawyers are there, and then you walk off. I mean, they will not do that again. Very disrespectful. I disagree with them on that, I mean, point. They shouldn't do it that way. Strike, you have to give notice. If you intend to embark on strike, give notice like they did the last time. Um, and it's bad. I still have with me the uh, Upper West Regional President of the Ghana Bar Association, uh, Sadiq Ubedu. Sadiq, clearly you've indicated that this is affecting the delivery of justice in that part of the country. Uh, you've made some initial inquiries, but this has to be resolved. What more is the association planning to do on this? Sorry, come again. What is the association planning to do about the challenge that you, you, you face with, with the justice delivery on the back of the strike by the jurors? Yes, like I indicated earlier on, the bar is working in collaboration with the supervising high court judge and the head of the And we are assuring the jurors that by the next legal year, which will commence sometime in the second week of October, they will have paid. Well, already our check indicated that they submitted their returns as far back February this year. But the challenge, according to the administrator, is that because it was an accumulated return, they sent. It is taking the zero service time to work on them. Unlike other regions where they send them on monthly or two monthly basis, they were able to work on them. That explains why some of them were paid. But they are working on alphabet returns. We are very hopeful that before the next year, they will have been paid. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm grateful. That's Sadiq Ubedu. He's a regional bar president of the Upper West uh, region. Uh, Augustine Obo is a criminal law uh, practitioner. If you're just joining us, the, the story uh, tonight from the Upper West region that apparently has been replicated across the country this year, a, a jury revolt threatening to cripple justice delivery uh, in the part of the of the country, uh, leaving the Ghana Bar Association uh, alarmed. I, I still have with me uh, Joseph Akable, who's a legal affairs correspondent, following or upon the case that we're just learning about, a police officer and three others have been arrested for stealing 700,000 CDs allegedly and $56,000 from uh, some Indians. Uh, Joseph, what more are we learning? So we are told the Indians who are the complainants in this particular case are uh, Girish Sahwani, Manish Kumar, Bosali Vijay, and Lawani Sumakuma, who are businessmen who live at Osu. We are told that the accused persons, one Helena Tay, is a self-styled blogger, and the other accused person is Abed Nego Botia, who is a police officer stationed at the Nima police station, Francis Omari, who is a tutor at IPMC, and Elizabeth Tay, another accused person who is at large. And so we are told that on the 19th of July, just a couple of days ago, at about 8 p.m., the Complainants that the Indian businessmen were at their home at Osu when the policeman and the other accused persons showed up at the door. They introduced themselves as belonging to the police special investigation team and they were there to conduct an investigation into illegal activities that their intelligence had gathered. They proceeded to handcuff the complainants and ransack their rooms with threats and intimidation and rob them of items that have been indicated on the charge sheet. So the amount that you made reference to of 700000 is $56,000. And they now packed the items in a waiting Nissan saloon car and drove away. So the matter was reported to the police that commenced the investigations into this particular matter. They were able to first 
identify uh, the police officer as someone who is stationed at Nima, and so they arrested him. Then he led the police to his house at Jolu, where a cash in a sum of 185,000 cities was retrieved, and $22,500 was, was also retrieved at his residence. He then mentioned the other individuals as being his accomplices, and so the police followed that line of investigations and arrested the first person at the Logan Gardens, and when she was interrogated, she claimed that the Indians were engaged in money laundering. The police took her to her house and also managed to retrieve 63,800 CDs. And she told the police that the money that she found in the room was her share of what had been taken from the Indians. Upon persistent interrogation, she confessed that she has moved money from her room to her friend at Teshi. And when she also got rid of the arrest of the, the, the policeman, and so she now led them to also arrest the other individuals. And so all these individuals who have been picked up were taken to the circuit court just uh, late this afternoon uh, where their plea was not taken uh, but they've been remanded all of them have been remanded into police custody upon a request by the prosecution when they indicated that the seriousness of the crime and the punishment that they are looking at a minimum of 10 years it was only fair that they be remanded so the case is back in court on august 3 but the police are still on the manhunt for one other accused person uh, who is still at large amounts. Mm, so there's a manhunt underway currently, and the amounts, uh, this, uh, Joseph, clearly, uh, in the context of everything else we've been talking about since last week about uh, Cecilia Dapa's uh, case, another instance of money's hanging about people then allegedly stealing them and becoming another subject of a probe, a trial possibly in this case. Uh, there is a manhunt, but the case is before a court. Yes, Evans. And I'm, uh, I mean, the the investigators expressed surprise at these amounts that were also found at this particular residence when these individuals visited. And also the concern is the role of the police officer in it. I mean, representing it as though a legitimate activity, a police activity that was under, being undertaken, and the police have managed to investigate this uh, within such short minutes, less than a week, be able to arrest him and now on a manhunt for the other individuals. We also know of another case that involves um, an assistant legal officer at the presidency also uh, some amount in the region of thousands of dollars also stolen from a residence within the airport enclave as well we know that some arrests have also been made in regard to that particular one with the individuals also taken to court as well so it appears the police having the last couple of weeks been confronted with this issue of hard cash foreign currency being kept in residence and being stolen and having to undertake investigations to attempt to arrest those behind this particular one. Thank you very much, uh, Joseph, uh, for that uh, quick update. Let's stay with our our top story uh, this hour uh, a while longer because as we've been discussing today, the the Ghana Association now alarmed that the situation in the Upper West where uh, jurors are on strike and threatening to cripple justice delivery there. They had actually been walking out now on live cases before the courts. Uh, my colleague Rafiq has been working uh, this story for us and, and joins me again because he's been digging a bit more into the, the amounts we're talking about that uh, they are owed. Uh, Rafiq, what more do you know? Uh, they told me that they can't give a definite uh, figure on the sum uh, involved, but they told me that it depends on case after case. So each juror, a certain is about 100 uh, Ghana uh, cities. So it depends on the number of cases that one sets. And so that's what, how it's calculated. So we say that you've done uh, 10 sentences, that's, that's about 1,000 organisms. And that's what the foreman uh, also told me. And also on the issue of whether they didn't write uh, to the court, informing them about their intended action, uh, the foreman of the jurors uh, told me that 
um, they have uh, spoken to the high court judge. They have spoken to the principal state attorney, and they have also spoken to the lawyers uh, about the issue. And then for several months, uh, they have all, all, always been pleading with them not to take any action. And so for them, they think that uh, it was the right time that they uh, let the bu- bubble to burst. Thank you very much, Rafiq. News night in a minute. Hey, you 